Um, hello, everyone. My name is Celeste, and I'm with Confidentially Speaking uh, Podcast, uh, uh, Podcast Podcast, and I have my guest with me tonight, Tonetta uh, Clay, and she is a social worker, uh, and she is a certified life coach. And because this is the holiday season, we wanted to come together and we wanted to talk about how to navigate uh, holiday blues. Uh, There was a study, a survey done uh, this year by NAMI. And what they said is 64% um, the the information, 64% says that they are uh, affected by holiday blues while 24% says that they are uh, highly, uh, very much affected by uh, the holiday blues. And so we just wanted to just talk with you guys and just kind of give you some tips and some things that we navigate. We both have had losses and um, I come from a personal coach, a ministerial side. And Tonetta, she's from a social worker uh, counseling side. And so we just want to just talk about um, some of those tips and tools and how to navigate against those type of issues. And so at this time, I would like to to bring Tonetta in and uh, just kind of just let's just start dialoguing about it, uh, Tonetta. All right. All right. Sounds good to me. Thank you for inviting me on as well. Yeah. Um, so Tonetta, just tell me. Uh, in your experience as a social worker, uh, we know that life is life going life anyway. You know, no matter what's going on, people have um, um, depression, uh, they have anxiety, and especially even when the weather change is seasonal. You know, people have seasonal depression because the sun goes down earlier. So what are some of the things that you see and how do you talk to some of your clients that's dealing with depression or seasonal depression that I say, because that's what holidays are. It's a seasonal depression. Mm -hmm. In the past, what I've done with clients, of course, the main thing that I always say for them to journal, to write out their feelings, what they're feeling, what they're going through. And then just to remember that if they're invited to family's houses where they don't want to go or that kind of thing, just do what you want to do on the holiday. You don't have to go to friends and family. Um, that's, that's that's one of the main things that seems to depress people, especially when it's uh, a chaotic family, when there's triggers, when there's people that may have molested them there or domestic violence type situations. Like I said, definitely, if you don't have to go, don't go. But like I said, the main thing I try to tell people is definitely to journal. And if they don't have a journal, just find a notebook or something they can use, or a trusted person, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a trusted friend, somebody they can talk to to, of course, vent and to get their their feelings and those kind of things out. Okay. Um, so when you talk about journaling, um, is there like because there are so many types of journaling out out there? You know, um, there are question prompt journals or are just pages that are scripture based journals um so if if a person has never journaled before what what kind of uh steps or tools would you you know could you tell them if this is their first time journaling if it's their first time what i always say just 
just to get your plain notebook. You can get one for 30 cents or 50 cents at Walmart or Dollar Tree and just write out how you feel. It doesn't, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Just write out if you are tired of this, you're sick of this, you're happy at that, the sun came up, whatever it is, just write down the ways that you are feeling. That's the best way to start. Don't judge it. Don't try to say, oh, I should have put a period here or exclamation point there. Just write and write and write until you can't write anymore. Like I said, I've told many of folks that, um, you know, there is no certain way if you want to use a spiritual journal or any kind of prompting journal, you can do so. But for starting off, just get a blank notebook and just write or whatever you're feeling. That, that's the main thing that I can say. So do you think like when seasonal, when like uh, seasonal depression or holidays come around, do you think people drink a lot, uh, drink more than usual? Um, I don't know what the stats are, but from seeing my environment, growing up in my environment and family, friends, that kind of thing, I would say so. Like I said, that's just coming from my own experience, my own background, but I can't say what other households, but like I said, what I see is family, friends, that kind of thing, or the environment. Growing up as a kid, I would say so, yes. So how does drinking alcohol affect a person who's dealing with depression? Um, it can go either way. Um, some people um, that I've seen, um, of course, get very argumentative, get violent, uh, may want to fight, that kind of thing. I guess I put it that way. Some may sleep. Uh, for a select few, they may, of course, be a little, because usually with, with the substances, the alcohol, the drugs, and that kind of thing is drowning out all the issues that they're having, especially if they drink a lot of it or smoke a lot of it or whatever they're doing. Um, it'll drown out the issues for that moment. So some can, of course, feel a euphoria quiet, peaceful, but like I said, from what I've seen, um, it usually brings out the animal in people, I guess I put it that way, from what I've seen. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, I, I, I would say that too. I, I, you know, I, I too grew up where uh, people get to drinking and then they want to fight and, you know, they want to tell, they want to tell everything, they want to go off and you know, right. it, 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 it just be Recording so Recording in progress. Yeah, they, they want to do so much as it relate to um, fighting and all of that. Do you find yes. that uh, even uh, during that time that people lose a lot of sleep? I don't know about the sleep. I, that, that I couldn't say because I, I, I haven't read any studies about that, but that I couldn't say. Um, but I would imagine if you're drinking and at some drinking, drugging, at some point you're going to crash. I would imagine they're getting some sleep. Now, the amount that I could not say at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so let me just ask this question. Um, people that have, um, ex I've experienced loss. Um, people who have, uh, who are grieving during this time, um, what 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 information from a social worker perspective would you give to them in dealing with that during the holiday season? Mm -hmm. Just to take it day by day, and the main thing is to find something that they enjoy, whether that is journaling, whether that is talking to friends, whether that's baking or um, coloring, dancing, anything along those lines. Find something to get into. To, of course distract them a little bit I guess I put it that way that's the main thing that I've always said I've told people that I guess personally and professionally like I said at some point we have to get in the mode of of course if something's bothering us that bad and 
there's there's death, there's loss, and we're feeling sad. We have to find something to bring us up. Like I said, whether it's something you like to do, whether it's dancing, singing, whatever it is, walking walking your dog outside nature, that kind of thing. Definitely do the things that make you feel good. Okay. Yeah, I I, I would say that too. I know uh, when I lost my son in two in in twenty twenty. Uh, one of the things that uh, that really kind of um, helped me was to journal. Uh, I, I, I found journaling um, because, you know, when you lose someone, you feel like you're alone. Um, because people are, people will tell you, if you need me, call me. But sometimes you don't even know what you need when you're going through. Uh, or you don't even know who to call or what to say when you are going through. So uh, sometimes that information, people mean well uh, during that time. But what I find out, found out is that journaling helped me to put my thoughts down, helped me to put it in writing. And uh, also uh, I could say whatever I want. I didn't feel like I was going to be judged. I didn't feel like somebody was going to uh, uh Portray, uh, portray me or tell me girl you shouldn't think like that you know or that that's not true um so one of the things that i found out in journaling was uh really really helpful in not feeling and in, in feeling judged and um i uh attended a grief session and one of the things that they told me in grief sessions, when people uh, lose their loved ones, we stop calling them by their name. And um, when my son William passed away, I referred to him as my son, but I didn't say his name. And it was hard for me to say his name uh, because a lot of times when I wanted to talk about William, uh, the people who knew I lost him they didn't want to bring it up or bring his name up because they didn't know how I was going to respond. <laughs> so in seeking grief counseling, that's one of the things that they said. It's okay to say that person's name. It's okay to say the good things about the person that you lost, as well as the bad things about the person that you lost. You know, sometimes we only want to focus on that good thing but maybe there were some bad things that happened in that relationship. You know, it's okay to say that, you know, um, because that helps with the grieving process as well. Um, so, um, Tone, do you believe that um, attending every holiday function is healthy? It just depends on the person. I mean, if that person comes from a family where there wasn't too much chaos or um, triggers, drama, trauma, all those kind of things going on, I would say, yes, if you want to attend it, go ahead and attend it. But for those who may come from a background of chaos, tra trauma, all those types of things, I would definitely say pick and choose where you want to go. I just to put it that way. Uh, I know some folks may have something to say about it or so-and-so to show up. That's okay. Just make sure that you're living the best life you can and just know that you can make choices on where you want to go and if you should go. There were some times I didn't go to the holiday functions either. But like I said, everybody's going to, I guess everybody's different. But like I said, definitely become from a house of, you love your family, nobody had any drama, which I don't think there probably is not one family that that 
that that's true about but but like I said definitely there are some who just had too much trauma and that kind of thing and I would say if you don't want to go just don't go just use your best judgment yeah don't worry about whatever what everybody else has to say about it yeah I I I I, I agree with that I, I do believe that uh, the power of no is is very important in this season because I think sometimes you can get overwhelmed and overschedule yourself by going to these various parties. Even if you are a party person, uh, I think you can overschedule yourself. You can get overwhelmed because you don't take time uh, to just retreat um, and have time for yourself because I think when you attend so many parties, you don't allow the, the emotional, your emotional reset to take place. So I, I think the, the word no in this season is powerful. Um, I really do believe that no in this season is powerful I, because I believe that rest is important. Uh, we don't talk about that as much, but rest is important. Uh, the body needs to rest, the mind needs to rest, you know, uh, for us to be well. And um, so th those are some of the things that I think that that's very important. Um, not a whole lot of drinking, uh, uh, but party if you like. <laughs> uh, yes, but, but be wise, be wise in, yes. your, in your partying, you know, you got to be wise in your partying. Um, you know, and um, one one article I read is that is is even if you don't walk thirty minutes, a good ten minute walk regularly helps you. You know, it releases uh, your mood uh, uh, and boosting um, endorphins when you walk. Meditation, stretching the body. Things like that. What are some of the things that uh, that you, you would do, um, or you I have done? I also do. I love walking. Um, well, I just moved here to Tucson. I'm going to be here a few months now, but back in I haven't been to a trail. I, I love walking out in nature and that kind of thing. But I haven't had a chance to go here yet. But I do still walk around the complex here or at work around the building. That kind of thing. I always try to walk at least one or twice a day. Some days I can't get a chance to because of work, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I love doing my Qigong. Um, I'm trying to actually learn more about Qigong, I guess I put it that way, but um, that's one of the things. It's like a moving, um, I call it my, my moving meditation. It's a Chinese um, type exercise, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, it's so much a Tai Chi and that kind of thing. Um, but like I said, those are the, I mean, I love exercise, but ex I, I used to ask kickbox, so, so I love doing stuff like that. But like I said, definitely it does release those good hormones. It does help you get your mind off things as well. Um, I also love to bake. I'm a baker I, at home. Of course, I'm baking cookies, selling stuff, and selling cakes and that kind of thing. I love doing stuff like that as well. And I always, well, sometimes I do videos talking about how baking helps me heal and how nature is my therapy and that kind of thing. Like I said, I just find joy in the things that I love to do, whether that's one of the color books that I have also or petting on my kitty cat here or that kind of thing. Like I said, it's just whatever I think feels good to me that day. Even if it's music, um, like I said, I definitely try to do those things as well. I know that self-care is very important. Um, the meditations, I can't sit still and do a meditation, but I like, like I said, I like to move and be active. Um, so that's why the, the Qigong really helps me, I guess, with the movement meditations. I still can calm down. 
Um, it does, of course, relax you. It does, of course, to me, put me to sleep at night, but it does help. And like I said, that's one of the things that I'm really trying to get more into and learn more about, because eventually I would love to teach some classes about that, actually. Because I know a lot of folks have, because um, I know I was looking at a, a workshop the other day talking about how trauma is stored in the body, and that's the truth. Um, but the trauma, the drama that you go through, of course, you have the memories and that kind of thing, but it's also stored in your body tissues and your organs and that kind of thing, too. So just moving and getting those things out, that definitely helps. And I know it's helped me along these years, too, as far as healing and that kind of thing as well. All right. That's that's good. Um, you you was talking about uh, the, that, that trauma. Uh, mm-hmm. You're correct. Uh, trauma, we hold trauma in our bodies. And that's another thing that that I think that like when you initially t- we start talking about the triggers, going to some of the and having some of these traditional things around the holiday uh, can can trigger some of that childhood trauma uh, or young uh, and so and that affects our mood swings and our mental health. So around this time of the year, we need to just really focus on our mental health, not just this time of the year, uh, but any time of the year. We need to really focus on our mental health. We know in the news that uh, this young man, he seemed like he was so promising. People looked up to him, uh, um, um, took his life. He he decided that life was too hard for him. Uh, to keep living and I I do know that hope in the world it may seem like it's a hopeless world but there's hope we just have to look for the hope we have to find hope and um, it's it's bad you know Tony I know you could you could testify to some bad days that you didn't think you was going to get past that I definitely know that I can. We know that it's bad. Life is hard. Life throws some hard blows sometimes. But if you hang in there, you will survive it. You will survive it. You just don't give up. As the old folks say, reach beyond the break. You got to reach beyond the break. And if you are dealing with some issues that you need to talk with someone or that you feel like you're going to hurt someone, we say call 988. Um, There is someone 24-7 all day, every day that will hear you. If you can't, if you feel that you don't have anyone to talk to, or if you don't want to journal, uh, we want to make sure the tools that you have are healthy tools, like exercising, getting you some rest, um saying no you know saying no is healthy avoid overeating you know uh do something like tony say do something for fun you know get your coloring book you know get your journal uh uh go skating go fishing uh whatever that thing is that bring you joy uh now is the time walk for 10 minutes uh, find something to do that bring you joy. Spend time with people who love you and that you love. That's important because many times we spend time with people 
that um, is always looking for us to give them something. But sometimes when you are that strong friend or you are the person that can be counted on, you want people to give to you. You don't always want to be the one who always have uh, something to give. So uh, that's that's important, you know. And for those who or have, lo- have lost loved ones, we encourage you to find you a, uh, a group, a support group. Get you a life coach um, uh, and or, or find you a support group because it's important that you have someone um, that has, has experience and that can help you navigate uh, during the grieving process and be open to new traditions. You don't have to get locked into going over to TT's house. Uh, on Christmas, create a new tradition for you and your family. I know for me, I don't know, uh, Tony, I don't know if you have grown children, but I have grown children. And one thing my youngest daughter told me is that's not our tradition. I wanted to push my tradition on Thanksgiving. We eat at this time. We go around the table. We give thanks. We do this, you know, around Christmas time. We got fruit on the tables and nuts and candy. My daughter said, I I don't want to do all that. (laughs) And so I had to learn. That's how she wants. That's what she wants for her family. And what she wants for her family is not what I wanted for mine or what my mother wanted for for us. You follow me? So we have to be open to new traditions. Uh, Tony, I'm just taking off the conversation. Oh, you're bad. I didn't want to interrupt you, so you're bad. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me yield. (laughs) (laughs) You're bad. Go ahead. Oh, Did you well, have anything to add? What you were talking about, the tradition, the, exactly what you said. You don't have, I mean, if you want to create, for everybody that has a family, that everybody, if you, even if you're a family of one, because I was a family of one at some point, um, just know that you can always create whatever you want to create. I wanted to go traveling, of course, around the holidays. We actually went to Disney World, well, Disney World down in Florida last year, right before Thanksgiving. Like I said, there's all types of things that you can do. You don't have to just go, like, Miss Celeste said the family functions and those kind of things. If that's not what you want to do and it's too too hard, it's too triggering, that kind of thing, make up your own stuff. Even if it's going on a major walk with some strangers, anything, whatever you want to do, just do that. Just know that you're not limited to to having to do the same things day in, day out, every holiday, every holiday out. Just make up your own traditions to do whatever, make whatever feels good to you. And I know that some folks are going to say, well, what about my family? And they are going to make fun of me or they're going to say, I'm acting funny. I'm acting different. Okay, so what? You are acting different. You are trying to do your own thing. You have to, in your mind, at some point, get your mindset together and just say, am I going to listen to what they got to say and just be who I am? That's the best thing I can say. Well, I guess piggyback it off, piggyback off and uh, miss the last. Just yeah. do what you want to do and don't worry about the rest. Yeah. And, and so that that's important. We just, you know, we just wanted to get on here and just really to encourage you all um, that at the, you know, the end of the, the new, the end of a year, this is the 12th month. So when you look at the number 12, 12 means power, strength, completion. 
So, you know, there is, this is the 12th month. This is the end of the year, the beginning of a new year. And with that being said, you know, we're going to end some things and we're going to begin some things. Of course, we know the, the, the fiscal year ends, uh, but there are some things that we in, that we're going through in life. It may not end on December the 31st. It may carry over into 2023. And that's okay. Anything that we carry over, what we need to do is we need to stop. And we need to really look at it, analyze it, and say, is this working for me? What is it that I can do differently? You know, because that too helps our mental health. Uh, that too helps us get over the seasonal uh, depression and anxiety. Uh, so we need to really stop and, and to start thinking about, does this serve me uh, for where I want to go? And that's really important. Um, would you like to ha add anything to that, Tomei? Um, the just same thing you were saying, just make sure that, I know a lot of folks want to set resolutions and do those things, but that's fine. But the problem that I have with that is that most people about it, before the, even the January gets to the 31st, People have stopped. They have, they're not doing the things that they said they're going to do. Just know that you don't need a new year to, of course, get started. You can get started today. You can get started on June the 25th or whatever day you want to get started on setting some goals. Just know that you can set goals any time of the year. Like Mr. Les said, if they go over to run over a year per year, that's fine. Just make sure that you're celebrating those small wins, those small goals that you reach to let you know and, and keep yourself on track and keep yourself accountable for what you're doing. Like I said, you can set a goal any time of the year, or unless you want to set a goal, resolution, whatever you want to call it. But you can set it any time of the year. Just keep in mind that if you're setting it, you have to have that self-discipline in order to keep on going with that. Just don't set it and stop it, because that's where a lot of us get, of course, caught up. We set the goal, and here come this time next year, the, you still haven't completed anything. Make sure that you stay consistent with that. Stay consistent day in, day out, whether it's exercising, whether it's eating right, whether it's starting a business, whether it's, I don't know, creating a family, whatever it is, make sure that you do that at least five, 10 minutes a day to work on the thing day in, day out, stay consistent. It's not that we, of course, we, we, we all can set goals, a thousand goals, I'm sure. But the main thing that I've found in my own life as well is that consistency is key. If you don't have consistency, you're not going to complete that goal that you set. So you have to work on the thing every single day, if it's even five or 10 minutes, day in, day out, to make sure that you're staying consistent and that you're working towards completing the goal that you said that you want to complete. That's the main thing I would say. It's consistency is key. Okay, then. Well, that's what we have. That's all I have for you all at this time. Uh, that's, uh, do you have anything else, any closing remarks, uh, Ms. Tone, that you want to share with the people? Uh, that was good about being consistent. That is truly a good thing. Is there anything in closing that you want to share about navigating the holiday blues? I would say, because I do support groups here in Pima County um, for caregivers, I would say the main thing, just to make sure that you know that you're never alone. I know a lot of times we can think that we're since we're just one person in one house with nobody there, that we're alone and nobody knows what we're going through. Just know that there's always somebody out there that's going through a similar thing. It may not be the exact same thing that you're going through, but something similar. And just know um, that you can always reach out to somebody. Like I said, whether it's a church member or a pastor 
our, of course, support groups. They have support groups online because I do them online as well. Um, like I said, there's all types of hotlines that you can call to to get some assistance and those kind of things. But just know that you're never alone. Even though it may be just one person in one house, there's always somebody out there that's another person in another house that's also struggling and needs somebody else to talk to. But just know that you're never alone in anything that you do. Okay, well, that is uh, good. We appreciate you all, um, those who tuned in and those that will get this on the replay. We thank you very much. I thank you, Ms. Tone Clay, uh, for sharing uh, in this uh, this time that we share together. Um, Greatly welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, we we had various uh, technology challenges, uh, yes. but we decided <laughs> that we were not going to be defeated. Um, right. <laughs> and so we're hoping uh, that this is going near and far. So uh, yeah. thank you so much. You're greatly welcome. You're greatly welcome. Okay, then. All right, then. Uh, I'll talk to you. I'll text you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Okay, thank you. All right. You're welcome. Uh Uh-huh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.